0: People like People
1: like games What's up, what's up? And welcome back To episode 49 of People like games I'm Solo I'm Lilo and you are tuned in to the best damn gaming podcast in the industry. Trademark. Trademark, trademark.
0: Let's go, baby.
1: And if this is your first time around or this is your usual stroll, you know how we get down. It is now time for a little bit of that. Hey, oh, yeah. That's right. It's plug walk time. And... Let's start off with some of those social channels. You can find us on Twitter at People Like Games, or you can find Lilo over at Lilo PLG. I basically run the main account, so that's basically like tweeting to me on at People Like Games, but also about the show because it is more dynamic and I don't really like to tweet myself, therefore. Come talk to us on the show. Yes. Let's banter, let's interact. Let's
0: let's talk about talk. games.
1: Yay, yay. There you and come. where can you find this show? You might be asking yourself. Everywhere. You find it on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Spotify. On those three, be sure to subscribe, leave some love, five stars, nothing less. And you can also check us over on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Anchor, and... Basically, everywhere podcasts are available. Except... Minus title. Yeah. Which shall be course-corrected in the near future. But without much further ado, I'm going to pass the rock over to Lilo for...
0: The Talk. All right. The Talk is the table of contents, and we just want to give you a layout of what you're expecting to hear for this next episode on the week of 9-11. Never forget. Um, So... In this table of contents, I'm gonna be going over our intro. We got the quick scope coming up. Quick scope is where Soul and I go over the highlights of the industry for the past week, anything that we found that we think you should know, and it's anything from game news to industry news to business news and like stuff like that. So that's what we've been going over. Follow that up with a segment that we are starting, which will feature long form articles. We haven't figured out a nice name for that, but in this particular week it's talking about an article we found on Gamma Sutra and it's actually well written and informative and any person who is a fan of games should check it out. Follow that up with the game spotlight. It's where I will pick a game that I think everyone should know about and play and invest some of their time in and review it for you auditorially. And finally, We'll go over yeah, the auditorily. final lap. Auditorially? Is it
1: auditorially? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think auditorially is the word, but I, I'm going to let that one slide because that shit was hilarious. So.
0: <laughs> Deal. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Uh, finally, we're going to go over our final lap, and the final lap is when Solo and I will be talking at length about something of our choice, and in this particular week, we found a question that both of us were thinking about that we'll go over, and so be sure to tune in all the way to the end. Now, without further ado, bringing it back to Solo.
1: What you got? Now, leading off the top with a little quick scope, I am going to forego our usual sound cue and take a quick second to say rest in peace to Mac Miller, who was found um, after an apparent drug overdose, which is very upsetting. Uh, in our early days on the show, one of our intro theme uh Beats was actually one of Mac Miller's songs, Nike's On My Feet, which was on his uh, sort of big debut mixtape, Kids. And um, it's a little upsetting. And, you know, it it really speaks to, you know, the, the, you know, the danger of drugs. And so, you know, and the importance of actually, you know, taking care of yourself. Mm -hmm.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Mac Miller, I mean, Sol and I both listen to a lot of his music, and I think it's important that you know everything is done in moderation. We're not like pro drug, we're not anti drug. It's more of pro choice. You can do whatever you want to do, just gotta be careful, watch out for yourself, make sure you do the right things. And then, of course, not saying that it was anything related to depression because I don't think he was. Though he just did just suffer a big breakup. I'd say uh, mental health is really important, and if. You think you have a problem, if you think you have an issue, if you think you have an addiction, and um, you need someone to go to, there are always hotlines around, there's always people you can talk to, I mean, we're always going to be here for you as well, and be sure to, uh, you know, don't let your pride get in the way from getting help, okay? Because that's what happens.
1: And lastly... Be careful who you buy your fucking drugs from. Um, That's that's a God's honest truth. As dumb as that sounds, nowadays, that's a very important thing. So if you're going to do it, don't buy from the sketchy person. Know know the person uh, a little bit, whatever the case is. Be responsible.
0: Know the product, obviously.
1: Be be responsible (laughs) in your irresponsibility. Anyway, let's hit it from the top with the release of of a game which is sort of self-evident and there's no real reason to cover it other than to say that Spider-Man is finally out so we have our first big release of the fall mm-hmm. the season has begun the slow season of summer is over post E3 shits in, shits in, shits on move shits on the move, the game's incredible I really enjoy it, it keeps getting better and better the story is far better than I had expected and really what my best consensus is is i cannot wait for the sequel before i even finish the first one because once insomniac now who who now have the sort of template of how to do a lot of these things given they had never built a game like this from scratch before if they make a second one the way they'd be able to refine sort of like the way that uh Assassin's Creed 1 to 2 Sort of fix everything And that's why 2 was a classic You would have 2 would be like a You know 11 out of 10 At this point If everyone's already giving Spider-Man 9 But Incredible Must buy Console seller I'm curious to see What the numbers Are going to be At the end of the month I think currently It's already the fastest Selling PS4 game of the year uh, Beating out God of War Uh, It'll probably sell more Than God of War And Um (laughs) <laughs> xbox is over there like y'all hear something Not us. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, no. i like it yeah uh, i was but, uh, yeah. i'm excited
0: to hear more of your review i'm sure we're gonna actually do an official review by solo uh when he finishes the game and i don't know if anyone else noticed but like when you hear that he's actually positive about something actually involved he actually told me the other day that he stayed up till fucking five in the morning just like we were in like when we were doing in high school to play this game, you know, honestly, it's got to be good. It's got that addiction factor and even it's old that that man It's got that Spider-Man 2 factor. There you go, Spider-Man 2, which was not the greatest movie, but not terrible. It was pretty
1: good. The game.
0: Uh-huh. Oh. Uh-huh. And
1: the movie was a classic too. What are, yeah. you, what are you saying? The movie wasn't the greatest. I mean, I Spider-Man was 3 greatest. was garbage. But- Spider-Man 3 was garbage.
0: Still, all right, we digress. Glad to hear that it's good. I'm uh, going to be picking that up after God of War, but let's move on. So, so I just talked about the slow season in the fall and I want to follow that up. And let you know that your fall is going to be even slower and that is because one of the games you're probably looking forward to, Battlefield 5 has officially been pushed back from Call of Duty and Red Dead Redemption release windows. Um, developer DICE has announced that it's going to delay Battlefield 4 or sorry, Battlefield Battlefield 5, sorry, by month in order to make quote unquote final adjustments to the core gameplay. It was originally slated to release October 19th, which was a week before Red Dead, and uh, now they're pushing it back a month to late November, which completely makes sense, except they don't <laughs> they don't explicitly say that Red Dead's the reason, they're just saying they need to fix the gameplay because no one outright is going to be like, yo, we're scared of how good Red Dead's going to be and how it's going to eat into our sales. What's crazy is that the market has already reacted, and EA has lost 9% of its stock, so that's, that's pretty sweet.
1: Not to mention that uh, Call of Duty is going to be coming out and there's going to be almost a full length episode dedicated to clips of me saying exactly what Black Ops is turning out to be, which is a Halo-like game that is meant to be a esport and a more palatable viewing experience in current call of duty world war ii and they're going to shelve world war ii and it's going to become the mainstay and the new call of duty league is going to use black ops as a game and and uh, the battle
0: royale is going to be eating into the sales of fortnite and all of this stuff is there's just gonna be a ripple effect because that's the first big game that we know of is coming out with the new one
1: That's for sure. And that's going to be a wonderful, wonderful episode of me just tooting my own horn by (laughs) not even tooting my own horn, just playing clips of it and Uh, being like, oh, yeah, you remember that time I was right? I do. Remember the other time I was right? I do. Remember that last time I was right? Ew. Never happened. That's besides the point of me always being right. We're going to move on to a different company that is laying down a little bit of a... a little bit of bravado itself. Uh, a little bit of PS4 was like, oh, you want us to play? You want us to do crossplay? Nope. Hit with the The new CEO, Keneshiro Yoshida, waited in finally with a comment about why PS4 had not enabled crossplay with Xbox and Nintendo. And he said, on cross platform, our way of thinking is always that PlayStation is the best place to play. Fortnite, I believe, partnered with PlayStation 4, is the best experience for our users. But actually, we already opened some games as cross-platform with PC. And some others, we decided on what is best user experience. That's basically just a bunch of middle fingers launched directly over at Xbox. Uh, and it, it, it landed because the corporate vice president of Microsoft, Mike Yabara responded on Twitter saying that a larger gaming audience who wants to play together, what is this larger, uh, was it larger gaming player, a larger gaming audience who wants to play together, gaming is diverse. If you only serve to bring joy to part of an audience and you are behind in many, many ways, they are a little upset uh and in their feelings which is understandable because you know ps4 as we've said before has literally zero reason to open itself up because it's so far in sort of ahead in terms of sales and with spider-man and all these other exclusives coming out it's a wrap so Xbox should just bow out of this generation gracefully and just go tackle the next one, which they probably already have a lead on. But I think PlayStation's going to go mobile, like in terms of Switch S, because they already had release a Vita in the PSP. The next console is going to be that dual thing that they tried to do last time. It's a wrap. PlayStation's uh, got it.
0: PlayStation I, you're talking about? No, that's not what they're doing.
1: There's no way. We'll see. We'll I bet, see. But I um, they're making a console. And just a quick note in relation to what you had mentioned with Battlefield Five and EA. Um, we're going to touch on EA, but EA is just full of stupid decisions as of late. And um, that's, where we're, that's where we'll leave that. That's yeah, where I can we'll agree leave with that.
0: that. I can agree with that. Um, you know, we're talking about Xbox and PlayStation essentially not getting along, PS4 essentially being insular, if you would, it's just sticking to themselves because they don't need really anybody else. Well... Um, The Olympic Games is also doing the same thing and sticking it to themselves because uh, that doesn't make any sense. That was, you know, you understand what I'm trying to say. But the idea is uh, a ruling just came down. Not necessarily a ruling, but a statement by the president of the International Olympic Committee. And he has made it clear that there is little hope of esports ever joining. Olympics. We had talked several weeks back about, you know, the Olympic parties and how there is a committee for gaming associated for, like, responsible for pleading their case to the Olympics, and we had some big-name studios there, Blizzard, Activision, we had EA, You had, um, you know, a whole bunch of really, really big-name companies that you'd make all your favorite fucking games, and they all tried to argue that esports should be an Olympic sport. Apparently, the reason why the Olympics will not consider it at this moment is because... We cannot have an Olympic program, a game which is promoting violence or discrimination. They said from our point of view, these are contradictory or contradictory to the Olympic values and cannot therefore be accepted. Uh, I find this very interesting. If only because I think Sol and I definitely agree that esports are real sport. They take skill. They require a whole bunch of all this fidelity to be accomplished and with the success of fortnite in particular and like the public exposure that it's gotten gaming has been definitely more accepted as we grow older but uh more so than that there have been so many fucking studies showing that violence in video games does not lead to violence of people and we've spoken to that at length and i think it's just a stupid decision the best part is it's not like all games promote violence there are other games out there that could be considered esports and you could play FIFA you could play NBA 2k you can play Madden you can play Rocket League and Rocket League is probably the best one to do because it's not associated with a sport associated with a specific country it's fucking rockets flying around in cars hitting a ball into a net like that would be an awesome sport to see on the Olympic level but you know hey if the Olympics don't like violent video games or rather don't like video games that promote shooting and violence and discrimination so be it makes sense Like League of Legends, like all that stuff. It's kind of crazy. Like they don't even – not even thinking about it. So, I don't know. I'm pissed about it. There's other things that could be be cool in there, I guess. I don't know what they're trying to do with esports. It's just – Solo, I'm sure you have plenty of thoughts about this. I think it's dumb.
1: I always have plenty of thoughts on dumb things. However – This is no surprise to me. I I mentioned it early on. There is a huge block of whether a game with violence, which the fact that majority of popular esports titles are first-person shooters. So if you're going to do racing or sports, you could do Olympics for that. But there's already real Olympics for that. So it's not like you're going to have a particular viewership comparing it to something like. But at the same time, do you need... Something like the Olympics, where you have something like the Overwatch World World Cup, or whatever it's called. Yeah,
0: I mean, there are other practices and other other
1: but, uh, venues, they, rather. Exactly, and whereas having a certain amount of like traditional media exposure in terms of whether being on you know nat- uh, on cable television or being on or in the esports. I get it, but simultaneously, if you're forward-looking, you could just forego them because you don't need them. They need you. It's not esports who have a viewership problem. It's the Olympics. It's not esports who have a viewership problem it's cable television so why would you need to feel that why would you feel the need to be like i have to change some aspect of this thing that has grown itself into this behemoth of popularity across the world so so much so that it could be considered for the olympics but we have to change it because your outdated system doesn't like our new thing i get it i get it makes sense move forward move forward and uh you know, sometimes you got to fight fight the, you know, old, I guess, what's the word I'm, I'm looking for? Not laws, because it's not a law, but... Uh, I know what
0: you're referring to, essentially. Old,
1: old precedents.
0: Old beliefs, essentially. Yeah, same idea. Yeah, just
1: precedents, not rules, Mitch, you know, whatever. What can you do? What can you do? Anyway now let's move on to a different topic which is uh a little bit uh frustrating for myself as well uh same way that esports and olympics is for lilo and if you know me you already know so uh let's 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 get a little bit of these uh sound cues ready I think I might I think I'm going uh, to Adoken, the Kandukins for Adoken, today, because Adoken, Adoken, if we're being Adoken. honest, we're talking loot boxes as usual. And not only are we talking loot boxes, we're talking legality. We're talking legal semantics. We're talking solo anyway, this is uh, actually a little bit of a, a loop because Last week, we ended up covering, or two weeks ago, excuse me, because we were supposed to release an episode this past week, but one of us, me, did not do that, <laughs> therefore, yep. shit happens, and uh, we are just going to act like that situation never happened, and just keep moving <laughs> forward, which was basically, basically he the didn't resolution. didn't do anything everybody. didn't do anything wrong. Do no, anything nothing wrong happened, and that week just never occurred, so if anyone ever asks, I'm like, what week are you talking about? That wasn't real. Just anyway, casual. Just casual, just casual like that. Uh, Two weeks ago, we had covered a story about how 2K Games had altered NBA 2K My Team mode to comply with Belgian loot boxes. However, this week, we have a a little bit of a different story because for last week's episode, I had intended to talk about how uh, two things. One was how the EA uh, CEO talked about the unfortunate reality, quote unquote, of... Uh, microtransactions in modern gaming and how they were you know sort of required to be able to stay profitable because of cost of games whatever the case is a whole bunch of bullshit that has nothing at all to do with the fact that paying $60 for a game and that game not being complete is sort of not the same as a microtransaction model in fortnite where you don't pay to play the game so i you do one or the other or make it a subscription model so you don't get to do both you don't get to charge for a game and charge people more while in game to be able to play that game but that's not the point actually it is the point but that's not the point i was trying to get at. so what instead, is the they responded with a little statement on their website urging gamers to contact the Belgian Gaming Commission uh, and tell them that they want it in their games like who in the f- like what the fuck is 2k thinking that is like oh let's let's contact our players to save the loot box s- system if you in feel Belgium the same
0: way please contact your local thor- or what is it local um, governing bodies or something like we're that we're just a
1: small mom and pop shop that needs a money that we get from you in addition to everything you pay us per game it's per just, year. It's such a anyway, selfish plea. Such a selfish plea. Such a selfish plea. But a lot can change in two weeks. And apparently EA uh, is now willing to go to court over it because although they took the loot boxes out of... 2K, they have not done so in FIFA. And now, you know, they're they're playing with fire because they are currently under criminal investigation by the Brussels Public Prosecutor's Office. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they think that the EU is the U.S. and nothing is going to happen. And if you think that's the case, I want everyone to do a little google search after listening to this episode type in google eu five billion dollar fine and then after that type in dmca and take those two together and tell me what you think the outcome of a court case will be between ea and belgium they are literally putting you they're literally making a criminal because you're offering gambling you're offering underage gambling that's a pretty big deal. People may think, oh, it's just video games. It's like, no, you, you're hiding under the guise of video games to sell a form of gambling. Right. The same way social media is just sort of an advertising company that is
0: Selling your personal data and
1: personality to that, people. You know, so what it is and what it functions as are two different things. Mm-hmm. So what it
0: is on paper, yes, and exactly.
1: Sorry, EA, you're gonna get smoked like a pancake. Battlefield Five is going to go nowhere, unfortunately. As much as I love the other ones, because they had no reason to do a World War Two game after doing World War One, and everyone was waiting for a modern shooter, and Black Ops Whoa. has arrived.
0: What do you mean? Waiting for modern shooter I think Battlefield 5 Is gonna be fucking dope Especially with The craziest shit That they're putting in there Plus Like you're but gonna the have number, well, This battle you know, royale shit
1: Coming in and All this the, other the, num- stuff. the numbers are gonna Do the talking my G Dude the numbers, numbers gonna Are gonna do, do the talking, talking
0: But like What is it Call of Duty You're gonna see the numbers Obviously yeah. spike When it comes out then 2 weeks later they're going to drop severely. And why are they going to drop? Because Red Dead Redemption and everyone's going to play that shit. And then you're going to have a month go by. No, because those are complementary
1: games to a degree where you have you could play the single player game of Red Dead while playing multiplayer Call of Duty or you can that. play the single player Call of Duty but red dead while has its own multiplayer, multiplayer now but that's while playing the multiplayer of it so it is going to fraction but who do you think is going to lose out there it's not going to be call of duty it's going to be bat- battlefield 5 mark my words is going to get titanfall 2 I
0: don't think so though titanfall 2 was literally in between two releases it was like where battlefield or battle yeah where <laughs> battlefield would have been and that's what happened it literally got it, released right before knew, call of
1: duty they knew it was going to happen so they moved it which is smart but pending how big this Call of Duty gets on itself, there's a chance that people will be oh, Battlefield? Nah, I'm good. Dude,
0: I'll take a bet. I'll take a bet. I'll bet you that there are more people playing Battlefield than Call of Duty. I really think so. I think, in my opinion, it's okay. a better franchise. Okay,
1: so listeners of the show... Please tell us what the stakes are of this bet, because... Yeah. We've done several I'm, bets, I'm, I'm, and I'm I won
0: pretty...
1: all of them. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I don't remember <laughs> any of that. I don't remember any of that. I'm not going to lie. Uh, so, is that, if I don't remember it, didn't happen. It's mm-hmm. the basic uh, premise we're, <laughs> we're going to go with. Anyway, all I right. suppose the final note on that is, EA, you're screwed. This is what you get for being greedy.
0: Anyway. Dude, I, I so. noticed that this week we're covering a lot of stuff but it's all about the negatives and I hate to bring it that direction still and I mean that in the, like in a nice way but there's more things that are happening in the world legality people getting into trouble that kind of stuff it seems like that's all we're talking about with gaming fucking Nintendo just most recently <laughs> up to two weeks ago shut down the tool that is behind all the Pokemon fan games that you may or may not have ever played. So, a service called Pokemon Essentials was the go-to creation tool for the Pocket Monster fan games, and it's no longer available because Nintendo has issued a DCMA notice to the company, Essentials, that uh, was hosting the service. And they, you know, they had this tool. They also had a Wikipedia page. Dedicated to the tool on a wiki—really, not a Wikipedia page, a wiki site dedicated to the functionality of the tool and making that those games. Millions of people have downloaded the tool itself. Millions of people have also created games or at least utilized some of the features within that tool base to play the game. And yo, Nintendo is being a real dick.
1: <laughs> being yeah, a real, yeah, real real dick. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest they don't really have a lot of merit for being real dicks right now because they have a short-term sort of burst growth plan. But I, every time I go to the Nintendo game shop, I'm just like, there's nothing I want to play here. Everything is basically a goddamn 2D fucking 8-bit remake. And I'm like, I thought we got past those fucking consoles, not for us to remake nostalgic fucking remakes of them. Nostalgia, like, I, give baby. me Spyro. Give me fucking Spyro.
0: It's coming. In 2019? In November. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, eventually, later. It's coming eventually.
1: Everything's coming eventually,
0: huh? Yeah. Uh, I would say that, like, Nintendo understands all these Pokemon games that are coming out in the future. Maybe they're trying to curb, yes, that jump from fan-made games and, like, bring them all back over to our games, but... Like, this is coming off the facts that Nintend or Niantic, the company behind Pokemon Go, has touted a 35% growth in active players. Positive from, news. From May until now in September. So that's that's kind of a lot of people. And we, we told you a few weeks back that Niantic has reached its second peak following the initial launch in 2016. So two years later, they got up to a shit ton of people the most they've ever had and then now they're having even more people and why is because they're releasing new features and stuff like that it's actually a topic we're going to talk on later it's just it's funny yeah take growing pokemon go going nintendo knows that pokemon's a great franchise that isn't going out of style but they're doing diggish things i don't know
1: i just want to add that one i had brought up to levo a couple of weeks back of the fact that uh i had started playing pokemon go again and he said why and i said i don't know it just seemed right
0: (laughs) i was bored i think that
1: was really it you were just like i think it was and uh what do you know I knew I knew the heat was coming, but at the same time, it's probably going to plateau because it's getting boring again, even though there's new features I coming gonna
0: up. I was going to say, so you stop playing yourself, so like, if anything, you're more credence to my thoughts. So. Know, yeah, reasons.
1: but we're, we're, we're going to jump into a, a final app of those uh, coming up soon, Talk Pokemon Go at full length, and a Nintendo, but moving on to a little bit of Tencent, and you know what a time it is, Cha-ching. coin, 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 coin. And I really wish I had a way to, I was just going to say a way to do reverse (laughs) coin. (laughs)
0: That
1: kind of situation. Oh, wait, we we may have something. We may have something. And hit him with the the old school one, which you guys haven't heard in a while. Oh, yes. That's the Fox, because that's what happened to Tencent, whose value, this is actually the first time we've talked about Tencent in almost a year. In almost a year.
0: Oh, oh, oh. Go ahead.
1: Of any negative financial news with regards to Tencent.
0: Yeah.
1: Impressive Tencent, formerly who have who just saw their value drop by twenty billion dollars because of an announcement (laughs) uh, by China's Ministry of Education on new video game and internet restrictions. It basically prevented Tencent from monetizing its mobile version of PUBG. And no new video game releases have been approved by the Chinese government since April. Mm, That's so upsetting to me because I love companies with money. It's insane. But it makes sense because if uh, some of the listeners recall, uh, we had covered a little story about how the Chinese government was trying to fight addiction amongst its youth in gaming and they had created basically like systems where if you did your homework you were allowed a specific amount of time you were allowed to play the games Mm -hmm. and so basically the point of that or the reason that they're setting up this uh program based on recommendations from the state administration of radio and television which that sounds a real big brotherish which to me
0: it is a (laughs) hundred percent
1: yeah 100 percent, and that's basically sort of explains a little bit of how tencent had released monster hunter world and then we talked about how it just been pulled yeah, out from china we didn't know why now we know now we know, which means that it looks like the government is getting – they're blaming video games for myopia amongst myopia, the youth. Myopia, dude. The...
0: I read that and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Lack of creativity is not because of that shit. You know it's what they're doing? You, you know what they're treating? So they're tra- treating
1: that shit like opium.
0: It's just – just
1: <laughs> History repeats.
0: Oh, man. It is the new opium. I mean, I'm not going to.
1: It is a new opium.
0: I'm not going to argue uh, that. I just don't yo, think that's it a makes people name. less creative.
1: New band name. I call it. Shout My out opium. to Parson <laughs> Wreck. <laughs> nice. Uh, but nice. Forewarning, be... this episode is going to run long. So if you got shit to do, be prepared because.
0: We be talking. We have yeah, we two weeks to make up for.
1: Right? Yeah, Makes sense.
0: All right. Uh, unfortunately, Tencent losing coin, well, um, PUBG, not losing coin, actually breaking records, which is interesting because just cool fact, don't really need to get into it too much other than the fact that PUBG has officially broken the record of having 1 million players over a full year, a full year, 1 million, sorry, active players concurrently per month over a full year. Isn't that insane, if you think about it? Every single day, over a year, 1 million people played that particular game. 1 million people logged in. They actually, as of yesterday, on, I would say, September 10th, they lost the record because they went to 999,500 or something like that. But, uh, yeah, PUBG is the first ever game on Steam to have over a million concurrent players over a year. And... I'm happy to say I was part of that, and I still like the game. It's just uh, Fortnite makes more money.
1: Sorry. Yeah, basically. Um, But what can you do? What can you do? Anyway, uh, that's about all we have to have. Shows shows the shows the new the new baseline stats of how big gaming is going to be because you couldn't say that five years ago because i just don't think there's a number of players available for or the technology available or the number right. of computers out that could handle that level of gaming it's only going to increase
0: maybe like halo 2 you know maybe when, they, when Xbox 360 had been out and it sold like a couple million units and that was the only game everyone played. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of I, shit, I'd agree. Mean, like, and played yeah, for I'd a year there. and all that stuff. I don't
1: know. Maybe. It, it, yeah. But we're going we're to talk about that. That was actually something funny enough I saw or I listened to it in an interview. Is Is the pod- I was on a podcast, a, ga- a great, great gaming podcast uh, if any of you listeners want to check but out. But
0: not the Xbox. best goddamn podcast. <laughs>
1: No, it's number It's number two. It's number two. The Game Maker's go. Notebook. It's by the Academy of Arts and Sciences. Uh, they were talking to the director of WoW, and they were talking about how when he used the EverQuest and it had, like, 500,000 people, they're like, yo, that's so crazy. And then, like, they broke, like, 7 million, and they're like, yo, that's really crazy. That's, that's just hilarious. unreal. Yeah. Yeah, watch us pull the same shit because it's coming. Anyway, on to uh, our... Uh, onto the you know the last leg of uh stories for this quick scope we got uh, a little unity and google cloud partnership uh they have unveiled open match which is going to be a matchmaking technology project that doesn't surprise me it's defined as a scalable reusable matchmaking technology integrated across different types of projects uh, and then customized for each so basically it's sort of in the vein of what was that amazon one called amazon uh
0: amazon key or amazon store amazon something not amazon
1: store amazon Um, something with a g
0: giga hub i don't even know i i know We, we actually asked this twice before on the show I can't believe we don't remember it. I
1: remembered it on that one. Right, um,
0: right. You Googled it, it and it came <laughs> up right away, but it's like Amazon Gamer or something. Same, same fucking service. It's cloud service hosting some of your gaming capabilities that's required for matchmaking.
1: Online tournament yeah, and, thing. And, yeah, you know? so basically, whatever the case is, so basically they ended up being major... Uh, this basically their their response because <clears throat> as we or as i've mentioned a lot a majority of gaming is going to be dependent upon getting multiple or getting your social circle involved and and that was a big push over the early days of fortnite as well and that was playing with your friends it's called amazon game on finally it's such a generic name that it's almost difficult i thought it was amazon go but that's just their goddamn stores this is what happens when this is what happens when you deal with fucking monopolies everything amazon everything (laughs) yeah they're gonna have something called amazon everything soon but anyway uh i thought this was a pretty smart idea but not surprising uh, you're going to probably see a few other companies try to come out with similar services until someone ends up becoming the default provider. Other I'm companies to,
0: have. I mean. Uh,
1: I'm, I'm curious to see who Nintendo ends up partnering with when they release Nintendo Kart, uh, Mario Kart for mobile. Like, that's going to be really curious how they establish dude, the multiplayer. They're
0: not going to use an outside service to make tournaments just because if they're breaking down or, you know. Given DMCA notices to fucking companies that are just making fun games on the side. That's not really cutting into any of their profits. There's no way they're going to share any of that. But we'll get that's more also into that true. later. You know, we we'll shall get always
1: later. get more into that later because there's always more to get into. But That's true. That's about all I got for that. I'm <laughs> curious. We'll follow up more with that. I hope Hopefully down the line we could start uh, getting some of the people involved in some of these stories on the show as well. So we can... Expand a bit more in depth with people actually associated with some of the yeah. things that we're covering, but that's Thank neither you. here nor there.
0: Um, in news of expansion and in news that probably wouldn't surprise anyone, but it's really just a follow up that Sol and I wanted to do for this topic the Fortnite beta that we covered a while ago, it was coming out on Android, was not being Done through the Google Play Store, and that was sort of a big deal. And we were wondering how viable that was, and we realized that only big companies could do that. You know, Bethesda is launching its uh, Fallout 76, not through Steam, and all that stuff. Well, there are numbers to show you just how successful this Android beta was. And in the 21 days since launch, apparently 23 million players signed up for the beta outside of the Google Play Store and up to 15 million people installed the game itself. This is similar apparently to the number of the iOS beta and if you don't remember, you could sign up on the Fortnite website and get CD keys for the betas themselves. They just send them to your iPhone and then you could be one of the first players to play on the iPhone. Well. Yeah, Android is doing that shit. Clearly, Fortnite is not hurting. Um, Epic Games is killing the game, and this might be the new standard, right, Solo? I think this is going to be the new standard, man. People aren't going to want anyone yeah. to take a cut of cheese.
1: Yeah, basically, yeah, and we, as predicted, as predicted, pa pow, 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 with the domino effect. You guys, y'all will come to learn the domino effect is it, it, something very important, uh, and... We're going to start. We're we're going to call that the uh, the solo and will effect from now on, which just means we called it. But anyway, (laughs) that's the solo duelo effect. When someone told you so, which is what we do all the time. But regardless, uh, it's it's smart. But again, the question also becomes, you know, a lot of those conversions, I think, are sort of international because a majority of the iOS market is in the west so you have like the u.s and europe a little bit of china don't get me wrong china has an iphone market as well but Mm -hmm. android is almost 90 percent of the actual global phone market so when you see those types of numbers you're like oh where are they getting those numbers from it's like okay the u.s is saturated everyone here is like a fortnite on ios type person Mm -hmm. around the globe people who don't have access are getting it on android now they probably don't even use Google Play as much because they don't have the, you know, I don't know, whatever. Right. C- whatever the case is, all speculative, but uh, it is interesting to see. It is uh, a very, very strong conversion rate, and I'm sure that's, you know, slightly massaged numbers, but I'm not going to <laughs> get too far into that.
0: They'll continue making money, I think, is the moral of the story, though. That's I think the sure. moral of
1: the story is let's see what other games are able to. Match this sort of rollout. If this is a template, or is this a very specific one-time situation? So they're so big. I get it. Yeah, yeah. But now to close things out, 21st Century Fox has invested 100 million dollars in caffeine
0: twitch competitor
1: twitch competitor twitch competitor twitch competitor and one that we have covered since beta if we're keeping it 100 because one as you know
0: since beta man it's fucking sweet
1: solo and we will because we knew we tried to get them on the show they don't respond to emails but i'm still gonna try to get someone on the show on here or someone on the show someone from there on the show so i can question their strategy of being a disney owned company cycles because now amazon is a disney competitor because (laughs) yeah who who owns 21st century fox not 21st century fox
0: (laughs) who really owns anything man we're getting into that yeah
1: the answer is disney (laughs) I,
0: i was gonna say google but yeah disney owns a lot of shit Disney owns a lot of shit.
1: You know what? This is how it works. Facebook owns your personality. Google owns your thinking. And Disney owns your imagination.
0: (laughs) Uh, Now Amazon owns your food and your diet because they have Whole Foods. So, yeah.
1: No, no, no. Amazon controls your wallet. Dude, it's just
0: big conglomerations and that's what people like games is going to be.
1: Yeah.
0: $100 million no insignificant amount of money. Caffeine we have been since the beginning. If you haven't seen the service, it's so fucking easy to use. You can stream right from your phone right now as long as you sign up, make an account. And so then I actually did that and I joined a couple of groups, a couple of streams rather. Immediate interaction. They make it very easy to facilitate and interact with your um, fans and any of your viewers, and it's just a cool service. So, good for them. Bring in that cheddar, and we need to do the same.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's about all we got for you today in Quick Scope. Yeah, yeah. And uh, given the fact that Sorry, I had to fix fix some shit. My audio wiring was hanging a little loose. You know how it goes. Got to keep the show rolling. So rather than just stop it, I'd rather make a randomly awkward noise mm-hmm. and then clarify a- afterwards. But anyway, now on to a little new segment because as someone who really loves to read, as much as I love gaming, sometimes I really love a well-written review Or a really well written article about a game or its conception or something about it. And, you know, it's one of the factors behind driving forces behind why we started the PLG book club. And so I'm also going to do a a little article, a a little, uh, I guess, segment that is going to be uh, a recommendation for one of the best reads uh, I found for that week. I may do it weekly. May do it biweekly. Uh, may do it triweekly. May do it monthly. I guess it really depends on the quality <laughs> of the, c- the content that's coming. Yeah. But uh, you know, I guess today we're gonna we're gonna bring this we're gonna bring the Smash Bad into play. So, bam, welcome to I guess a solo recommendation. Uh, and for this week, we have for you developing spore. An Oral History 10 Years On by Aaron Garst over on Game of Sutra. We're going to link it in the episode. It is about a little game called Spore that was released September 7th, 2008. One of the most anticipated and highly hyped games of all time. One, a PC game I remember playing myself. Me too. Something I I really loved. Uh, it is incredible it is the article is incredible because they are able to talk with a bunch of the people on the team uh, that includes the lead designer Chris Trottier technical artist Kate Compton lead designer Stone LeBrande software engineer Dave Kolbia, uh, Dave lead game engineer Dan Moskowitz and more we it was an amazing article and um, rather than have a little one way discussion here um, we're going to throw it over on the Reddit, r backslash people, games, and let's chat a little bit over there because this is a, and we're, we're going to do that a little bit more we're, we're if a topic's, uh, interesting rather than to put it here between me and we will, we'll, you know, invite the community so we can all discuss it, but yeah, this will be a comment. Yeah. This will be know. one of them. So let's talk, yeah. talk let's talk Spore. Let's talk Spore.
0: And then also, yeah, tweet at us if you want to get our attention about something.
1: Yeah. At people at games. At people like games.
0: At Leelo PLG. E-
1: Makes e- sense. E- and on that note, we are going to hit a little commercial break as uh, before. I guess a little commercial break. I guess that's a new thing because now we're big time. We yeah, take yeah. breaks. We get edits done for us yay yeah, big leagues big leagues um so we'll be back uh, after this commercial break with uh, a little bit of uh levo's game spotlight and uh the final lap
0: All right. I know this is non-traditional, but I will be doing the game Spotlight separately, and it's coming back into the show, so uh, without further ado, let's get this started. I'm going to be covering this week a game that I only saw because of PAX West that's going on right now, and if you don't know what PAX West is, it's similar to all those other cons that we've been talking about on the show for the past you know, couple months, but PAX West. Has showed this game called Indivisible, and this game really caught my eye. And so I did some more research into it, and I just wanted to let you guys know about it. So, Indivisible is a hand-drawn, animated RPG platformer. Okay, it is made by Lab Zero Games. Those are the developers. It's published by Five Oh Five Games, and that's when it's going to come out. Composer is Hiroki Kituka and it'll be coming out on ps4 xbox one nintendo switch mac linux and pc so pretty much everywhere but i guess i I saw it because it was on a list of games that are coming out for the switch and as we know the switch is pushing a shit ton of indie games so this is going to be one of those ones that uh, i think will be popular on the platform and what's really really cool about this game is that like like i said it's it is a hand-drawn and animated rpg it's it's a fusion of elements that I hadn't really seen, and it looks so clean, at least in the trailers, that you're watching on YouTube. Um, yeah, if you haven't checked it out, you should go to Indivisible on YouTube and just check out that video, because I watched the whole thing, and it was it was fucking awesome. The story follows a girl, Anja. She's from a village, and she's learned to combat <laughs> opponents and uh, learn martial arts from her teacher or whatever. Apparently, she unlocks some hidden ability which is called incarnations and it's where she absorbs um incarnations of other people and she essentially can utilize them and their powers in battle together and so that's sort of the premise for the whole story she's on the journey to figure out why she has this power and where it came from and how to use it so as you're going through the story um you're gonna be anja and it's similar to me at least in my mind it's similar to mario jumping around the map however It's actually more like Rayman, right? That art style in Rayman is hand drawn as well, but this is a Japanese art style and you're jumping around the map and you can, on the map, on the platformer itself, you can go back and forth, left and right, and you're essentially just trying to navigate the world on 2D platform. When you get into fights, it's when your incarnations pop out of Anja and you essentially fight as a team. So what's really cool is that, I mean, it's funny. I, I did some more research on this, but the uh, the game apparently is a fusion of Metroidvania and takes combat elements from a game called Valkyrie Profile. So I'll get into both of those. But Metroidvania is most often used, and this is directly from Wikipedia, most often used um <clears throat> to describe games that feature a single large interconnected map generally with discrete rooms or sections not all of the map oh, not all the areas in the map are available at the start often require requiring the player to obtain an item such as a weapon or key or ability to uh yeah unlock some part of the map often this item is protected by boss characters so you're going to have a boss character going in and your story-driven challenges that drive you throughout the show or throughout the game sorry Maps are non-linear and often require the player to traverse the map multiple times during the course of the game, and weaker monsters will inhabit parts of the map while other monsters will inhabit other parts, which completely makes sense. It's just just funny that there's a term for it, and it's how it's described on Wikipedia by the uh, developers themselves. So Valkyrie Profile, what is Valkyrie Profile and why do you care? Well, Valkyrie Profile was actually a PS1 game came out way way back in the day and uh, has been i guess remastered over the years and actually has been released on ios and android this past march of 2018 so obviously this game is good enough to bring back a resurgence what's cool is that this this indivisible utilizes this combat mechanics and i had to do some more research into this too The combat mechanics were unique for an rpg a valkyrie profile at the time And it's unique because it's not just a turn-based battle, which you'd expect from an action JRPG or something like that. It's actually, um, you have two sides that are waging battle during alternate turns where a whole party shares one turn. That's usually what happens, but the whole party is able to simultaneously attack during that turn. So each enemy is going to be given their own turn and they do not combine attacks with each other, but your party members can combine attacks with each other. Um, Each of your party members will be assigned a button on the controller, whether, and this is for Valkyrie Profile specifically. So it's, it's a PlayStation buttons, it'd be square, triangle, circle, or cross, uh, pressing the corresponding button on the player's orders, uh, for the player orders that character to attack. Fighters have three character specific actions each turn. The weapons can limit how many they can use. Mages cast their pre- preset offensive spells, which builds up their charge time over time. And charge time replaces magic power. But it's something that I saw in Indivisible, I think uh they'll have like magic power as well, because that's just sort of standard for any RPG. Either way. Um, depending on the order in which you press the character's stuff and depending on, you know, a whole bunch of other buffs and the weapons that you're using, you can unleash combos on the enemy opponents. And it's kind of interesting that it is turn-based combat, but turn-based combat in the sense that you don't pick each move that the character is going to be doing. You press their corresponding player button and then the associated buffs and uh, I guess you'd say timing of the button presses affect the attacks that you're going to do to the enemies. And that's really, really cool to me overall this game is completely gorgeous i really recommend you checking it out um right now on their website indivisible.com you can see a whole bunch of characters that they have planned for the game itself and as i'm scrolling through them i mean they're doing reveals slowly over the next year because the game is still in development but is supposed to be coming out next year in 2019 i wanted you to uh Hear about it first here because it's being debuted—not debuted, but it was being shown at PAX, and a demo had come out. And I think with Nintendo Switch's big push for indie games, and not just Nintendo Switch, really all, all platforms, big push for indie games. Um, you're going to see more and more like this from studios, and I, I want them to get their name out there because they're very unique, very cool. Lots of love was put into this game, and you can tell immediately. And yeah, it should be on your radar. So I hope you enjoy it and please let me know uh if you've seen it and you're as hyped for it as i am
1: thanks a lot and now it's time for the final yes that's true the final lap You may be wondering, why is this such a goddamn awkward uh, transition Transition. from the game spotlight (laughs) to here? But that's because Lilo recorded it before he ended up going to China or Virginia or wherever he ended up going to for a week. And because someone dropped the ball and did not release an episode last week, we had a spare game review. Sorry, Um, something's in my throat. That's bad. I can't help it. Some of us are just used, so so committed to the schedule. We don't know what to do when uh, someone's late. So committed. Oh, So committed. So committed. <laughs> so, committed. <laughs> so committed.
0: Oh goodness. All right. All right. But the, enough, uh, of us, uh, uh, enough
1: of us. Enough of us dragging along the uh, time length here because Lilo likes to uh, oh, hear Jesus. himself talk.
0: Just, but just get on with it.
1: They want anyway, to know. Who, where want to know. Who, What were we talking about before Lilo so rudely interrupted my informative, straightforward flow that does not rant to the side? Anyway, uh, this is actually a topic Lilo came up with and one that I really liked. And it was how much can a DLC change the overall reception of a game? So... Mm-hmm. We're going to start with that as a question. Uh, you know, and what's, you know, one of the examples that he used was Destiny Forsaken. Forsaken.
0: It's the new uh, DLC that just came out for Destiny 2. Yeah. So this. I've
1: never played Destiny, so Lilo, tell us what you think Destiny has changed.
0: It's That's the thing, though. So don't get me wrong. Forsaken came out about two weeks ago and was released for. All versions of destiny 2 across all platforms and being a fan of games you know i go on gaming websites and i saw that all these reviews were extremely positive and very glowing about oh man this is the dlc that changed the game this is the dlc that added all the features that the players originally wanted this is the dlc that um did this and that and this and that and it was interesting to think about because you know i played destiny Originally, I played over 150 hours of it, like Destiny 2 specifically. I played the first two DLCs, and then I kind of got I kind of got bored with it. I kind of got done. And the first two DLCs originally came with your original purchase, meaning in my mind, although the, the content had not come out yet, they were still part of the original package, and I paid sixty dollars for that whole set, right? But then you come out with Forsaken, and it's an extra additional value that you have to buy that is apparently better than the original game and I don't really know but we aren't too excited. I guess uh, what's interesting and we can loop him in is that um uh what is it? Uno ocho trace what do you call him? Jesus Christ. <laughs> D <you> sex style <laughs> what a oh. trace what a trace there we go okay how dare you how
1: dare you forget what a trace is shit
0: this is so dumb anyway when a trace has played the the um dlc and he has said that he hates it like he doesn't think i never
1: called you it. i love you i love you on a trace there you I, go. Failed, I failed, the I, failed the cha- I failed the challenge i failed the challenge on on air on air responsibility
0: not good um Okay, this is a long run on like rant essentially about this. My, surprise, my question surprise. really is to Solo about Do you think that a DLC can change a game? And do you take that DLC and wrap it around that game as a whole and say that that game is better because of it? Or do you take them separate? Are they, should consumers and fans be considering them separate? Because I think you know the new meta is that everyone's gonna have a fucking DLC, but that. Wasn't the case in the past, so I'm curious about your thoughts about DLC in general. Can it change the game? How does it shape your viewpoint? Like, really, I think about you.
1: Just uh, go ahead. Go ahead. I think the best way to begin my answer is to say that there is no game that I've ever played that has released a DLC that has to me ended up making me be like oh my god now i have to go play this game you know right there's a there's a specific sort of finite nature to games in my opinion where and that was the question i had with overwatch when i would initially wanted to buy it uh, you know like when it initially launched which was is it going to be okay this game's out for a year or two and then they come out with overwatch 2 and then i have to re keep rebuying these games or if we're moving to sort of this game to service so then they'll just keep adding in content and so most of the games i play like overwatch you don't you don't pay anything but they add in dlc in the form of characters and so like i feel like some games try to the fact is that they feel like they have to keep stuffing things in just to sort of maintain relevancy whereas if you or you know, I look, I think of them or I think of someone at like Fortnite, where that's a case of just like Overwatch where you could be like, Yo, Overwatch season four or five was amazing and then as the meta sort of changed it got worse. Or you could say that with Fortnite where you're like season two, three was just like the bomb and then slowly as they made it sort of more noob friendly, people have complained that it's not the same game that it was. Right. Whereas Take something like Counter Strike. What is they? They made sort of after they merged. You know, Counter Strike was it? What 1.4 or 2. Point whatever and Source in or and made or Go and Source. Whatever game they had and made Counter Strike. Uh, <laughs> Counter Strike Go. Yeah, it was 1.6 into Counter Strike Go.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, they merged those two, which was a case of disparate versions, and then they made. But they didn't change the sort of structure of the game. It's still the same game, and so not really you know i i think that for for a different as as a fan of the industry and as someone who looks at it from sort of like a professional degree i I, I sort of think of how a general consensus becomes and using an example uh from one of the from the book uh, first book we did for the book club um blood sweat and pixel yeah um diablo 3 which after its initial release wasn't really lauded and was sort of like not loved and then they released the expansion reaper of souls and people were like oh it reinvigorated the game sort of turned around the critical consensus around it no man's sky recently did that themselves yeah i i look at it like that and be like okay it's plausible but simultaneously same thing i said with spider-man if they had the option of we're gonna throw a bunch of new dlc into spider-man or give us another two years and we'll give you a new game i'd be like just give me a new game and like there's certain games that it'll benefit but i don't play those games
0: that's the difference i think though and i wanted to just like point that out like all those games you're referencing before it's not even games as a service like we pay once for overwatch and that was a good point but we get DLC all the time, and I think sometimes it does make it better because they're constantly doing iterations. Same thing with Counter-Strike and same thing with um, Rocket League, Fortnite, whatever. The thing is, those are all multiplayer games. I guess I'm also wondering how you feel about single-player games and when you brought up Spider-Man, like Spider-Man is a single-player entity. You love the game right now, and in your own words, was great. I guess relating it to a different game that you just played, how would you feel about God of War if they added DLC in, like, a month? Do you think it would ruin your vision of God of War, or is it different because it's single-player?
1: I beat the game and its story mode, and the first thing that came to my mind was alright game's over and I sent it to you <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know pretty much yeah. you have, we will have for the listeners we will literally have my copy of God of War that answers your question about how much I felt like the need to hold on to it I am sure within two months we will be like yo just send me Spider-Man and then we will have my copy of Spider-Man because right. what, once it, the game's done Mario Odyssey I beat Mario Odyssey within less than 24 hours later my sister erased my file and started her own game because one the fuck Nintendo! You can't get three save files on this goddamn game, <laughs> right, like a minimum. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you could start a different. You you'd end up having to start a different profile. By the way, I think that's how you do it. But
1: no, fuck that. Yeah,
0: I think if she used your profile, that makes sense. If she made her own character, you know, her own username, oh. I think it would have
1: saved it. But. <laughs>
0: Shit happens. Shit all happens. Right. And but but
1: uh, as you see, I did not care at all. Because <laughs> uh, the, the game was over. And they have released DLC for Mario. Same way they released DLC for Breath of Wild. I'm not going back to a game I already beat to play like a little bit more mission. I, I'm just okay. like...
0: And those are single player games. Those are specific single player games. I think...
1: I feel maybe, the same way. No, let me explain okay. it like this. A, ref- a reference you'll understand. I read Harry Potter... The books are done. For the next 10 years, J.K. Rowling goes through and gives you revisionist comments about shit that wasn't in the book. I'm like, okay, I don't care though because my book, you know what I mean? I, even if she... the Right, you already creative, have your vision
0: of It's created, it was...
1: Yeah, it's set, it's closed, leave it be.
0: I gotcha. Because those memories are of, already
1: ironed. Fuck the people who published Ghost Out of Watchmen the fuck is that that's the sequel to uh to kill a mockingbird
0: oh oh yeah. i gotcha
1: yeah, yeah there was yeah. a big,
0: no. a lot of shit surrounding that I yeah how, 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 that just how. shows
1: some things that are left pure in their form and added content is sometimes untouched. nice and sometimes it's just it's like ambiguous ending <clears throat> it, it has nothing to do with endings i, I guess i'm talking about additional plot content rather than just additional gaming material content like i would be upset if the dlc for a game factored into the storyline of the second game in a series if that makes sense you know
0: if it changed the storyline and altered it completely and i think my original example, Destiny Two. That's what it does. Like, oh, it, it does. Is literally an additional chapter to the story. That's what it oh, is. It's how like, much is it? After, uh, it'll be thirty bucks. I'm pretty sure, or something like that. But they do a lot of changes the same way. But
1: over all over all of the, the since Destiny 2 came out, you bought Destiny 2, it came out what last November?
0: Last, last year, yeah. Exactly. Okay,
1: you bought it for 60 bucks, right? Yeah. How much additional money have you put in to buy expansions? Like uh, two, 300?
0: No, no, no. no. Whoa, whoa, How many no, expansions no, no, no. have come out? No, no. Uh, so they originally had two, and this will be the third. I'm pretty How much? Sure. Were, so Is 30, so they, 30, 30. That would be 30 bucks, yeah.
1: Each? no
0: it was 30 bucks for the two of them and then this one i think is 30 bucks just solid by itself
1: see i can understand having to pay for content like this that adds a, a dimension to a game but how long is how much like additional i'm yet? not
0: sure I, I didn't look into too many details i was just curious like i already I, like you said i have my original envisionment of destiny 2 and it, while it was fun like although there was multiplayer and other aspects it didn't bring me back and so now that i hear that this this DLC is amazing and crazy. Like, I, I don't think that it should change my vision of the game. It's added content. And I was just curious about how other people, specifically you, felt about DLC in general. And the two, yeah. two comments you brought up, and it makes sense. You're talking about gameplay mechanics. Overwatch is constantly iterative. I think every time I come back to that, it's new, right? It's literally yeah. new content. And so I'm like, that's great. But I don't have to pay for anything. Yeah. but the act of paying for new dlc to like or sort of tarnish my old memories of the game like i, I i'm not down with that
1: yeah exactly. that's that, personally that, how i feel i think i would agree but again as i said um there's not a lot of games that i play that i end up needing dlc for anyway um yeah that's true i'm i'm a <laughs> you're slide. a purist
0: he's a purist he
1: only plays I the original slide in, I so slide it. in and then I roll out <laughs> <laughs> slide in those
0: DMs and then you roll out is that what you're saying
1: basically oh, man. basically I keep it simple but yeah I thought uh, I thought it was pretty good you know it's very similar to our remake versus remaster conversation which i saw pop up somewhere else and i was like dog come to people like games we answered it in one question <laughs> we answered it in one sentence that's why this be the best 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 goddamn the podcast in the gaming industry head of the curve that's our alternative nickname aka the shelter aka the must listen aka trademark 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 <laughs> anyway I guess that's pretty much all we got for you. Um, next week is episode 50, Half Century. And Half Century is going to introduce the Namesake interview series. Finally. It's about time. We'll surprise you with who the guest is there. And oh, then... Yeah. People like games, it. baby. People like games, baby. People like you. game. This is... Uh, there's going to be a lot coming up. In the next couple of months, so if you have been a fan of uh, us thus far, we appreciate it. Yes, we do. But
0: and uh, keep staying fans. Keep 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 on keep on keep on keeping on. Jesus, keep on keep on keep
1: keep, keep, miserable. Keep keep on rolling with because if you have liked what you have heard in the first fifty, you are really like what you are going to hear and see a in the next 50 and above and beyond because it's Buzz Lightyear in the building.
0: Anyway. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate everything that you guys have been doing for us. I appreciate the shout outs, appreciate the comments, the good wishes, well wishes. And uh, yeah, like, like we said, reach out to us, go on the Reddit Make sure you tweet at us. and back slash people at our games,
1: people like games. People like games. Got it. We plugs, love... plugs. I usually like to let Leo be the last voice before we end because I feel like it's more pleasant to the listeners, but then I have to go and jump in and correct <laughs> him anyway, so it sort of fails the point. Fuck oh, you, fuck <laughs> you. All right.
0: <laughs> talk to you guys later. I appreciate listening. Well, see you next
1: week? Yeah, we'll see yes. Nature. See you next week. Same place, probably different time because... We love. Ha! Bye.